conversations with our kids. And coming from Chicago, maybe it's a little different because we have such an embattled police department and people who do not value Black people or our communities. So this is a conversation that Black mothers and fathers have with their children from the beginning here in Chicago. I can tell you that there have been a couple of studies that I've talked about where you have a, a, a 14 or 13 year, well, I'll say this, a 12 year old kid like Tamir Rice to a, a white police officer, he looks like a grown man. When I looked in Tamir Rice's face, I was like, that's a baby. They don't see that. They see a threatening black man. There was another study that was done about black girls. And they said that black girls, they're looked at as they're more worldly, more womanish than they are childlike. They don't see us as children or see our children. They are threats and they are in the eyes of many white, Asian and everybody else. They are not ever children because anytime you can handcuff a five-year-old child, there's something wrong with you. And they don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. The conversation is something that we have to have. I had mothers after Laquan McDonald was killed in 2014 by Jason Van Dyke, shot 16 times. There were mothers that called into the station who were in tears, who are so afraid of, for their boys that they had some, many of them sent them out of town. When they go away to the college on the East Coast or, you know, the West Coast or even out of the country, they don't want them to come home, not only because of the violence within the community, but for fear that they're not going to be looked at as nice young people that are doing everything right. Because they would never talk. And I'm talking about police officers. They would never talk. They would never uh, lay them in the street, pull down their pants and search them like they do young black males. It is the abuse of black bodies. And I'm even traumatized. I can't even watch another video. I just can't. I have a 15-year-old son and an 18-year-old daughter and and a 27-year-old daughter. We have been having these conversations uh, for years about what to do uh, with when a police officer approaches and how to act. And the main thing for me in terms of, of how I inform my son is, is this, make sure that you come home. Whatever complaints we need to file, whatever, whatever charges we need to file, whatever lawsuits we need to file, we can do that once you come home. Your job is to survive that encounter and come home. Now the conversation is not just about you surviving being stopped. Now the conversation is about you standing up against the racist system that that yeah. makes it necessary for you to act differently than a white kid would have to. You know, I've taken my, my son with me to, to demonstrations. I've taken him with me to protest. He's seen what, what I do. And, and the, the proudest moment for me was seeing him say, say to me, Dad, OK, George Floyd has died. I want to go and protest. And he took his sign from from four years ago and dusted it off and said, okay, it's time to get back out in the street. That's what makes me proud about him, is the fact that not only do I know he knows how to get out of that situation if he's ever stopped, but he also knows that it's, it's incumbent upon him 
to get out and to be active and to protest and to demonstrate and to stand up for his people so that his kids don't have to go through that. Lots of people are talking about this potentially being a moment. You've all mentioned names of black people who have been killed by US police officers. But since the death of George Floyd, since the killing of George Floyd, things do feel like they're starting to change. Do you, any of you, see a time when your black-owned radio station isn't necessary in the sense of it will just be a radio station that represents the community. It will be not putting on the restrictions that you say the white media has. It becomes a time when black people get the same opportunities, whether it's financial, education, housing, whatever it may be. What what does that moment look like and how do we get there? I mean, we're talking about 12 generations of African-Americans who worked with no pay at all. We're talking about, you know, as I've said, systemic racism, followed by Jim Crow, over-incarceration. We know the, 